Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello and welcome to the Flyers Talk Podcast. We're back. We have so much to get to today. I'm Katie Emmer. And I am Jordan Hall. We are your home for everything and anything Flyers related. And Jordan and I are fresh off of the one of the best parts is NBC Sports Philadelphia is right inside this arena. I mean, a dream yes. come true for us hockey fans. You get to work inside of a hockey rink. But today, practice was inside the rink. We could just go right from our desks, literally just take a couple flights down, and we were right at the uh, arena level during a great practice. But I want to get started with just an amazing sight to see Oscar Lindblom showing up here to Wells Fargo Center and being a part of that team picture. You get goosebumps. It's so great to see him well enough, too, to come and join with the team. You know the team was happy. So cool. Every guy we talked to, we asked him about Oscar being there and they really do just light up. They light up. Matt Niskanen, the first word he said to me was fantastic. He just said it was so cool to see him. Um, anytime he's around, uh, it just uplifts everyone. So, uh, And I think it's pretty cool during this time for the Flyers where you know they're in the playoff push and there's a lot of pressure around wins and losses. I think when they see him, it, it puts everything in perspective for them and it just kind of lightens the mood. Um, so yeah, beautiful to see him. Uh, and you got to love that smile, too. He's got such, a great, such smile. a great smile. And even through everything he's going through, just so uplifting, just a happy kid. Yeah. Like we know him, too. Yeah, exactly. And to see that he's well enough to come out here and do the team picture, he's he's a, te- he's a part of the team. And I think the Flyers treated it just like that. So beautiful so to see. Yeah, sure. so good to see him. And I love what you mentioned, too, with this uh, team sort of rallying behind him. He's certainly an inspiration, I am sure, for this team right now. And hopefully their success will continue, Jordan. It's been quite the win streak. We were just on talking. It's like every single night I'm updating. Seven games, eight games. (laughs) Now we're on a nine-game win streak. And it certainly wasn't the best, most impressive win over the Sabres the other night. But you got to credit Carter Hart for that one. There's just ways that this team always finds a way to win. Yeah, doesn't it seem, Katie, like every game it's someone else stepped up or they weren't at their best, but this guy did something versus Sabres? Yeah, they really didn't play their best game, but... They got a standout performance from their goaltender. And then Claude Drew scores two goals. Jacob Voracek, two primary assists. So kind of two of their veterans making big plays when they really needed them. And then their young goaltender literally standing on his head, willing them to a win. And that seems like that's been the theme all season. You know, different guys stepping up. That's it sounds exactly cliche, but it, it really is the case. Yeah, it, it certainly is. You you have things where even at one point of the season, Elaine Vino saying my top guys need to step up, calling those yeah. guys out because nothing was happening from the, the top leaders on this team. Then you see that response come from them. But in that meantime, just the depth uh, stepping up. And I don't think the depth has stepped up as much as what we're seeing now. Example being Nico Bay Cubell, yeah. Tyler Pitlick, these players stepping up 
in such an important time. Something I liked from postgame the other day, Al Morgani and Chris Terran were just saying that when something goes wrong for this team, when one weapon isn't working, they have other, other weapons that seem to be stepping up. And um, you have one tool, you know, that's faulty, and you have other tools for this team. That is such a bright spot. And for me personally, I believe that if you're going to be a strong team making a deep playoff push, this is certainly the bright spots for this team, just showing that they have those different tools to be stepping up. I mean, one thing doesn't work, Jordan. You have guys down the lineup stepping up. Uh, your defensemen is, uh, haven't had the best game, maybe some mistakes, and then you have a goaltender that's really standing strong. Um, that's such a good thing to have for this team. The biggest quote, too, you got to love Elaine Vino. You were there right next to him, but that quote, that good teams – find Find ways ways to to win win. i was literally just thinking of that quote because not only did aev say it uh but a number of players said it joel farabee carter hart a number of them all said hey good teams find a way to win so yeah they were definitely cognizant of that they didn't play all that well this time of year you're not going to play your best every single game so the good teams do find ways to win and i thought they did just that if you look at the score you see 3-1 you're thinking hey they got three goals they held a team to one and it's a pretty decent win that's definitely been one of the number thing, number one things that stands out to me is that they're just finding ways to win. Yeah, and a win is a win, but I am not happy with what I saw the other night. I don't okay. think that you would be either. I mean, yeah, yeah, of course you're happy with the victory, guys. Fans, I know you guys, you know, nine straight wins, but I do have a feeling that some of you out there aren't as impressed with what you saw. There, there definitely are moments where you may expect, yes, the, the Flyers are human. They may have to suffer a loss. I believe it's coming at yeah. some point, and yes, the way we've seen this team respond to losses, I'm not too worried, but I do believe a loss is, is coming for this team. Sadly, that's the reality. Like, I really do think, I don't know if you agree with me, but I don't see it. There's got to be some sort of loss to come um, before the end of the regular season. But hey, victories, if they can continue, that'd be, of course, great. But the other night, you sort of felt like maybe this is the one night, they're off night. You know, they've been so great for eight games. Maybe this is the one, and I say great for eight games, but we've had moments throughout this win streak where we kind of felt like, hey, this might not, this might not end tonight, and they still find a way to, to squeak one out, and that's what we were just talking about. But that wasn't the most impressive game to yeah. me, Jordan, especially in that first period. It was like, what's going on here? Yeah, and would you agree, Katie, that if they play like that against the Bruins and Lightning this week, oh my gosh, uh, they're not going to win that game. Uh, so I think that's a tr- that can be troublesome Yeah, is if, uh, if they had that same... I wouldn't say effort. I didn't think their effort was awful. They just weren't very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Claude Giroux said it at second intermission that they're not. They were not playing their brand of hockey where they're tough on pucks and forechecking and really dictating the game. Like the Sabers definitely controlled that game. So yeah, if the Flyers don't kind of put that one behind them and change the way they play against these are top two teams. top teams and really good barometers to see where the Flyers are. To um, summarize it, good at hockey. Good at hockey. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have, yeah, they'll have a tough time. And I think fans are really anxious to see what team shows up against the Bruins and Lightning because it'll give a, a good glimpse of, yeah, the Flyers are right there with the best in the league or no, maybe they're a step behind. What are you most anxious to see, Katie, against the Bruins and Lightning? Um, are you, Do you think they'll bring their A game. We've seen them bring their A game against some of the best in the league, but then, you know, we'll see See sometimes they come out and they play like they did against the Sabres. You just don't always know. You asked me, so I'll say it. You know, I'm going to start with the Bruins here. My most anxious to see how Brad Marchand is uh, yes. is approached from the fans here at Wells Fargo that Center. That will be the You know, we're going to be replaying some of those big moments. I said a couple episodes ago, guys, that was my favorite moment of the whole season. Hopefully we'll have some 
brighter moments than the Brad Marchand missing the puck in a shootout attempt. Yeah. But that has been like, and I could say favorite flyer moments, but just favorite hockey. Honestly, one of my favorite hockey moments yeah. too, especially to be like right here on Broad Street, having that happen. Uh, that was amazing. But of course you can expect that that team, especially him, is going to be looking for a little bit of payback. Right. That being said, and I'll just start with the Bruins because yes, the Tampa Bay Lightning, very strong team too. And I do think it just all comes down to how they're going to play. They usually play up to the level of their competition. So... I look at this as a good thing for the Flyers. They, I, as far as I've seen, like this, um, like to be tested in this way. But with the Bruins specifically, they're coming off of again that loss uh, at home the other night to Tampa Bay. Yes. And you know they're going to be looking for you know to get back. And they were such a great team at home too. Now you have the Flyers, the best home team in the NHL right now. Um, Twenty-five, five and four, kind of hard to beat at home. Woo. That's crazy. But, Top um, percentage at home. Yeah. No matter what, if the game's on the road, if the game's home, you know the Bruins are always going to be a tough opponent uh, for the Flyers. But I think they're going to be looking for a little bit of a bounce back effort yeah. for their own losses at home, but also just for the last time they played here at Wells Fargo Center. And you can't ignore the fact you have Pasternak leading the NHL in goals with 48. It's crazy. Yeah, me too. You know what? I just like, put up 48 goals too. It's not that big of a deal. What's he have? How many points, Katie? 98, I think we said. Yeah, but he's still third in the league. Still third. So in the league. <laughs> not a big deal. But not a big deal. Anyway, in we know this team too has never like this sort of thing. Yes, you're always gonna be challenged in the league. You're gonna in two. They have Edmonton with the two top Drysaddle and McDavid, two top scorers right now in the league. They have them coming up next Sunday. Yeah. But you can't look that far ahead. You know, this team, maybe, yes, they focus on shutting down Pasternak. They focus on, like, their, their matchups, their pairings, how they're going to slow down that this very tough team within the Boston Bruins. But, Jordan, I never feel like the Flyers look that much into their opponent. Like, like yes, they plan on it as far as special t- – they just – they plan on it. Yeah. But they're more so just focusing at the on the game at hand. And I just – that's sort of the vibe I've gotten from this team. I don't know about you too, but especially from what we hear from Lane Vino, they never look too far ahead. Mm-hmm. They have that team in front of them. They know they're going to be tested. But, like, I'll even compare it to the Penguins, Sidney Crosby. I mean, you, you focus on slowing down some of those top guys, and they don't look too much into it, but they just get the job done. Yeah, they're definitely a game-by-game team. Like, you see it all the time with them. Uh, it's game-by-game. Game. They're not looking too far ahead. They're focused on the task at hand. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to. I think fans will have a lot of signs making fun of Brad Marchand, and <laughs> I also think Gritty's. I have a feeling they're going to do something with Gritty. You know, Gritty is going to be chirping somebody. Yeah. So that did you see be, his uh, free shrug sign? The that other was day? really funny. <laughs> really <laughs> funny. Um, so I have a feeling they'll play off of that and do something fun there. But um, no, I think Boston will be coming in here uh, with a bit of chip on its shoulder, uh, especially Brad Marchand. I think he's going to come in here with something to prove. Um, but I expect the Flyers, uh, yeah, to take it a game-by-game uh, basis. But I definitely expect them to play well because we've seen it so many times. They get up for these big games where they know they're playing the best team in the league or one of the top teams. Uh, and given we've seen that at home a bunch, um, I think they're going to come and bring their A effort. Uh, and if there's a silver line to anything, maybe it's good that they got one of their subpar efforts out of the way against a team like Buffalo where yeah. you could probably uh, afford to play that w- you know that way and – still come away with a win so how do you um, not love these games too this is like almost it, it we're still so f- not so far it's coming up so close to the end of the regular season but it's like a playoff game right here at wells fargo center tomorrow yeah. like you know this is going to be an absolute showdown yeah uh, even against buffalo i think i tweeted it out i don't remember the exact attendance but it was i think it was in the ballpark of nineteen thousand 
uh, 781 maybe. Like that's it's actually great. a really good crowd for a Sabres game um, over the weekend. It was Saturday night, uh, yeah. I think fans are excited. I think they know where this team stands. Uh, people are excited about the Flyers. They want to come to games. doesn't matter who they're playing. Uh, this team's fighting for first place, and I think fans are excited. Yeah. Speaking of first place, Katie, I wanted to ask you, I, I see a, differing vibes. I see some people saying, yeah, first place, we can catch them. I see some fans being more realistic. I don't know if we can you know, catch the Capitals. I know we have their number this year. but Why not? What do you think? Do you see them... You know, catch, heck yeah, Jordan. Let's be real; they're uh, they're tied for points. Heck so. yeah, Jordan. Well, let's break this down because I feel like this can be a bit confusing. I feel like we have to go through this too all the time on pre and post, just because right now, yes, there's such a close chance to take over first. Like, why not go for it? That being said, I feel that way because it's so close, you guys. Yes, they're tied in points. They both have 68, or no, they both have uh, the same amount of games remaining. So they're tied in points. They both have the same amount of games remaining. That's the first tiebreaker. The second tiebreaker is regulation wins. They, the they both have 31. So the final tiebreaker after that is where the Caps sit ahead, and that's regulation plus overtime wins, which, which is also known as row. Um, the Caps have 37. The Flyers have 36. Why not? I yeah, mean, you right. are so close. If there was like maybe a one-point or two-point margin, or even if you look at how far ahead the Flyers are from Pittsburgh, which is five points as of today, pretty impressive. Why not catch the, the Caps? I mean, yes, you know this team just is looking for that playoff push. At the same time, I, I don't know where I would stand if I'm playing. Like, if I'm head coach Lane Vino, I think maybe they do have their sights on getting that number one spot because why not? It'll certainly help your, your position in playoffs. But just the ease that sort of gives this team. You're not fighting to just get in anymore. You're fighting for that number one spot. This is what you're concerned about at this point. Certainly a great concern, a great problem to have. But Jordan, why not? They can yeah. easily take – well, I can't say easily. There's going to be a lot of challenges, but they're so close. Yes. And I will say one one thing. I hope people don't get on me too much for saying this, but I am not overly optimistic. Don't get on them too much, okay? <laughs> if you look at I the Capitals – I told them. I told Yes. Them. Thank you, Katie. I knew you had my back. <laughs> if you look at the Capitals' schedule, which I was looking at earlier, it's not the stiffest of schedules – they still play the Sabres twice, the Red Wings twice, the Blackhawks, and the Senators. All the uh, lowest teams in the league. Yeah, that's not the toughest the schedule, whereas for the Flyers, it does not get easier. As we know, they have a lot of challenges coming up. So that concerns me a little bit for the Flyers' chances. But I will say the, that's difference, a good point. the difference of first to second is massive because when you look at it, if, say the Flyers finished in first, they would get one of those wild card teams in the opening round. That would be a really favorable matchup, in my opinion. Whereas if you come in second place, you're likely playing the Penguins um, or, say, the Penguins Whoever's somehow win the, the division. Third. Then they play the Capitals. So they play that third-place team. That just – I think the Flyers can win a series against either of those two teams, but – To I be think tested th in that first round. Yeah, to, to face the Capitals, who um, obviously won it two years ago, to face the Penguins with all those names, uh, guys that have won multiple, multiple Cups – um, I just don't love that matchup. Whereas I think if they played one of those wild card teams, I think they would have a much better chance. Uh, so gosh, yeah, I know it's self-explanatory. First place would be better than second, but it really, really would in my opinion. Yeah. Well, as of now, again, I see why not. It's so close as of today. But yeah. as you mentioned, things may be changing. The Flyers will be challenged more in their upcoming schedule. Um, and also looking at the Caps now, too, you see Holpe playing way better than we were seeing recently. Not way better, but a little bit more stronger in net. And they certainly are, are seemingly building momentum. Yeah, some people I just thought, had like two long words together. No, certainly, seemingly, seemingly. Yeah. Building, but it made Look at perfect me with sense. My English today, Jordan. Yes. How about that? 
How about that? How about that? I apples? love when you're Wait, on your game with your angle. Ready for this segue? I Let's said, how about them apples? That being said, I want to talk about Jake Voracek next. The guy you like uh, that? racks up the apples. Okay, so, I mean, you were talking about how him and, and uh, Claude Drew were stepping up so much in that last game against Buffalo. Before we get into Voracek, uh, I just want to pair, like, we'll, I want to talk about him individually because he has been helping out so much for this team, and I feel like it's very stealth mode. Like, we haven't really noticed it, but he has. But just with him and, and Drew the other night, yes, Drew has a C on his on his sweater. I, I just feel like those two are, are such leaders within their, their veteran selves, if that makes sense in a way. Yeah. But on the ice, um, there's a lot of things we see that are working so well for them. But then off the ice, in intermission, you see Drew just not happy with what he's seeing. Yeah. And he seems, as, as what I've approached this season, um, he just seems to be that vocal leader. And I say this season because I'm still learning. You know, first year here, sure. my impressions of Claude Giroux has been just not as much of that vocal leader. When he does speak, it just seems to make more of an effect. And that's something, too, we were talking about in uh, postgame with this leader that he is a quiet guy, but you know that when he has a message to his team, they take him seriously. And honestly, much rather would have that over someone constantly telling you, hey, we got to pick it up, guys. Hey, we got to pick it up. You know, right. he's saying things like that, but like in like really messages that would indent his teammates don't come all that all the time. So when he does have a message, you guys, we need to be playing better, whatever would have been said in the dressing room that we have no idea. Those adjustments really seem to come to life. And for him and Voracek to really step up and be the leaders that this team needs, especially in the last game that we saw with Buffalo, two goals for um, Giroux. And then you see Voracek getting two apples on each of those is pretty impressive. Yeah. And when, when we say Claude Giroux's a quiet leader, like we don't mean he doesn't talk like he just doesn't. He doesn't. He's not like a rah-rah speech guy or like where he's going to like. It's a yeah, great way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Flip tables or like always be in your ear. But he does talk. He knows when to talk and when to lead and when to say things. And I think Jacob Vorchek and Claude Giroux both knew. Uh, 1-1 against the Sabres at second intermission, uh, and they were not playing well. That's a time to say, hey, guys, no, we need to play our style. We need to play our way. Let's get it going and win this game. And I think that's exactly what those two did. I don't think they – a lot of players were kind of um, apprehensive to say what was said, but they all admitted that, yeah, the guys, you know – Voracek and Drew both said some things and we knew we needed to play better and to their credit yeah the third period wasn't super pretty but they made plays but no I thought Drew and Voracek really just kind of willed them to that game yeah um both of Drew's goals are really impressive the first one where he stops it with his skate and it has the um presence of mind to get it back towards the net that was like a really athletic play and then the second one where Voracek kind of lifts that pass to him and Vor and Drew Literally bats at it like midair almost before the puck even hit the, the telepathy ice. too for those yeah, two. It's yeah, it's crazy. Um, those were plays where yeah, the, the team was not on its game uh, offensively, but uh, those two just make really highlight real skilled, tough plays uh, to create goals and momentum. Um, and then heck, uh, Joel Farabee, that was an awesome play yeah. too. That's a kid that is. Max As Chris Terrian called it a gift of yes, a goal. Yes. This is what you call a gift, Katie. But, and, and I would agree with Bundy. But Claude Drew also made a point post game that um, people were, he was like, yeah, people are going to say it's a lucky goal. But to me, no, that's an effort goal where Joel Farabee is being rewarded for hustling, hustling, uh, yeah. for checking, getting in on the goalie and making him make a bad decision. Uh, so good for Joel Farabee, too. So, uh, But yeah, I think the leadership was shown on the ice by those two guys. And it was also shown in the locker room as we found out that, yeah, those guys stepped up and said something. So 
Yeah. Uh, kudos to the, both of those guys because that was, an, I think, a time in need of leadership. So. Yeah. And those high, those sort of maybe highlight real plays, I think I heard you say too. You can disagree with me, but I don't feel like this is what we saw from Drew at the beginning of the season. Like, I just feel like he's steady, like, especially right after that holiday trip, it just started to build up more and more. And he's coming at a time, like, yes, he's been here the whole time, but he's really stepping up at a time the team needs it most, both on the ice and off. And I really think that makes a great impression, uh, especially for head coach Elaine Vino, who just talked about today after practice that he believes Drew's confidence is really growing a lot too, and deservingly so when you see the way he's been playing. Yeah. That being said, the confidence for Jake Voracek, um, I had his numbers here, 13 points in the last nine games. Jeez. Within those 13 points, guys, he has one goal and 12. 12, 12, 12. Did I just say that? 12, 12, 12. 12. Assists. I just wanted to a really dozen. make my point. That, that That is 12. And that's really so such a great stat, obviously. And then another thing, too, three of those assists and one of those goals was on the power play. So he's yeah. stepping up in so many different ways. But... Uh, Voracek, just really another player for me that, yes, he's been noticed so much lately, but when I looked at those numbers, I was, I really, I don't know about you, Jordan, I was like, wow. I mean, I didn't really realize it was 13 in the last nine um, until the other night when we were talking about that on, on the post game show, just because he really has been helping out so much lately. And you look at the assists, he's a playmaker. Yeah, when he's like clicking and when he's at his best, he's racking up assists and you see him constantly making plays. Um, you see him when he gets a, uh, ahead of steam going into the offensive zone. He's a nightmare because um, not only is he quick and fast, but he like his skill just takes over, and he can really make plays out of nothing. And yeah, that that speaks volumes to exactly what he does in his career. When he's really going, he's tough to play against, and he's racking up assists, and yeah. we're seeing him do that exactly. I think he's had one of the most underrated seasons among this Flyers team. I feel like we've given a lot of credit to Sean Couturier, Rightfully so. Yeah. I think, obviously, Travis Konechny has garnered a lot of attention, and rightfully so. But Jacob Voracek's kind of been ho-hum. Like, you just know what you're getting from him. And he's been on an incredible stretch, as you noted, Katie. He can still play. He's not as old as we think. I feel like we always <laughs> I feel like we always look at Jake and think he's this older player. He is by far not on the decline. He's still... I think at his best, and we're seeing it. And you know what's still at his best is those post-game interviews. I always good. Always can depend on Jake Voracek for a good comment. You really can. Sometimes a little too, too good of comment that we have to apologize for. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, uh, even the other night, just how transparent he is. I mean, he's just so he says it like it is. Such a great, respectable guy. I'm sure for the the other players in the locker room. Yeah. Another comment though from what he said after the game. And I don't know if it was asked by you or, or one of the other amazing goats of writers, yeah. but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I just called you a goat. I love Can we it. track that? I just called Jordan a goat. Goat talk. Um, greatest of all time, Jordan Hall. Not even close. Anyway, after I just pumped your tires. Yes. What was I doing? Oh yeah, J yeah. Jake Voracek uh, talking about just how it's harder to get up for games emotionally when you're playing the Buffalo Sabres, like yeah. different games like that, and maybe how trying that is for a team. I mean, that being said. The effort level was there, but you can maybe tell, and I feel like we're going to see something different when they're really getting up against the Boston Bruins, and that's what this team has shown us. I yeah. mean, they're always playing to, to up to their competition. Um, they're playing up to the speed of their other opponent. Jacob Borchek even said that. He's like, well, we asked him about Boston and Tampa Bay, and it's, and he was like, yeah, he's like, you guys see it. We, we tend to get up for like the bigger teams. We tend to play our best hockey against these teams. Like They know it deep down. And how do you can you fix that when you have so many yeah. games remaining on your schedule against 
lower yeah, teams too? I feel like we ask them all the time, is this a trap game? Is this a trap game? Like it's in their heads. I think as much as they want to prevent it, like that's just human nature. Like, you know, okay, the Sabres are not as good as this other team. We should be dominating them. So like when they're not dominating them, then like, yeah, it creeps into your mind yeah. a little bit. Elaine Vigneault and them did a excellent job preparing them for, as we talked about, Katie, respecting the opponent, respect every team, um, come out with, with your best effort. Like they did everything they could possible to say, guys, do not overlook Buffalo. Yeah. But it's just, I think it's just human nature. We, we ask these guys all the time about it. So yeah, it's probably our fault too. Um, it's in their head. They, they know that Buffalo is not as good. Um, and then I think we saw in the third period, that's when they really just turned it on. And well, this like, is a third period team. I mean, yeah. always. Yeah, I looked it up um, at home. Oh, here we go. Here at, we go. <laughs> at home in the third period, Katie, uh, they are outscoring uh, the opposition 51 to 28. Which So they lead the NHL in third period goals at home. They are flat out manhandling teams in the third period. <laughs> Just wow. taking them by the neck. That is a number. And, uh, <laughs> no, that is absolutely but it crazy is. to me. And and that made me think like, okay, as oh. poorly as they were playing, I wanted to say a different word, but as poorly as they were playing going into that third period, you just knew like they were going to win that game. Yeah. They were going to win that game, and they did. To me, that's a sign of a playoff caliber team, a team that can go far when you're on home ice and you know when to step up when it matters most. Um, I like that. And cliches, you know what else it's a sign it's of? It's a sign of trust in this team. Um, Kitty, by the way, is a little under the weather. No, don't say that. We're going to call it an upper body injury. It's, but It know, is, she and is, it's just a cold, guys. Let's is, all relax. I no, just have everything a cold. is fine. Everything We're is fine. We're all good. But I want people to know that you're playing through a little something. I don't know if I do sound a little like... Yeah, you got a little, a little bit, bit of a cold. But hey, easy now. Yeah. Is that a chirp? Are no. you chirping my voice? No, your voice is beautiful. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Where were we? Can we keep talking about my voice, please? <laughs> no, I was going to talk about, before you, you had to throw everyone, let them all know that Katie's got a cold. I'll be yes. good, guys. It is just an upper body injury, but I'll be... You will catch her on pregame live Tuesday Yeah, night we're going to be sad. I'm not going to miss this team. Uh, yeah. I was talking about trust, and that being said, yeah. I can't miss it. I, this is such an exciting time. I know it's not about me, but I am very excited about this team. I'm very excited for each game. And with that, I mean, you talked about just how you sort of expected that they were going to come back in that third. And I had that same feeling. And it's just that trust. And yes, I mean, maybe that sort of trickles out when you have tougher opponents that it's going to be a little bit closer of a competition. Not closer. I mean, Buffalo is still a tough team, but you know what I mean? A a top ranked opponent. Sure. That being said, very much looking forward to tomorrow. But one last comment about Buffalo. The shots were in favor of the Sabres thirty with I forgot what it thirty nine to twenty four. I have it right here. That's a pretty big margin, yeah. One of the biggest numbers by the end of the night was the eighteen blocks that the Flyers had. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know how to take that just on the terms of you have guys like Travis Konechny going in front of a slap shot. You have different guys just risking their bodies, sacrificing their bodies, just to just for a team effort. I mean, it's not you're you're seeing Konechny, you're seeing Hayes, all these guys having such great productive seasons. But it's such a team effort. And I do think that stems back to the coaching staff and just really what all Michelle Terry and everyone's really instilled on this team. It's so great to see that you don't even have the the positives, the bright spots with your goaltending and your your scoring and your defense, but but you're also having every single member of this team chipping in and just proving how resilient they are to put up 18 blocks in a game. I mean, it's very impressive. Yeah, I feel like fans always get tired of the whole like Flyers mantra. We're from Philly. We're tough. We block shots and hit guys. But I don't get tired of it. Yeah, why? Like, and the block <laughs> shots. Like Kevin Hayes, 
uh, told me the other day, I was asking him about Robert Hay and how that guy doesn't really do anything offensively, but he does the little things. And Kevin Hayes was as honest as possible. He said no. He's like, I know people don't care about block shots. He's like, but that goes, uh, that does not go unnoticed within this group. And that, it's true. Even look at James Van Reems. Like, I know he wasn't exactly laying down and trying to block the shot in which on the play in which he got it hurt. But he's, you know, a guy that's misperceived all the time as just a goal scorer and doesn't do anything else. But no, he's playing in the defensive zone and he was trying to get in front of that shot. And unfortunately, he breaks his finger on the play, but he's doing those defensive efforts. So no, that's, that is definitely um, something that should be pointed out on this Flyers team. Everyone is willing to do those little things. And uh, we saw it with Philip Myers uh, on a a huge third period penalty kill where the Flyers kind of shot themselves in the foot and it's looking like Buffalo might take the lead in the third period and Myers lays down and then gets blasted by a shot and has to crawl off the ice essentially. But that was a huge play because it looked like the puck was kind of swinging and the Flyers looked like a step behind. Who knows if that shot goes in and all of a sudden the Flyers are down a goal. Instead, Myers blocks it and the Flyers are in good position. They kill the penalty um, and then go on to win the game. So Yeah, and it was a great thing to see that happen. I mean, you talk about Myers too, though. With that, you do risk injury. Uh, Myers, we didn't. You do. We saw left the yeah. ice today in practice. It may have been something in practice with a puck with that leg, but we do maybe think it was from the other night as well. Yeah, I mean, Lane you can't speculate too much, but maybe or maybe not we'll see him tomorrow, Jordan. I don't know. Yeah, Lane Vigneault told us, Katie, both of us, we were there at practice. He said, obviously, initially he got some treatment and they thought it was just a bruise. He comes out for practice and then just looks like maybe it was still bothering him. So cross your fingers for Flyers fans. You're hoping that it's nothing serious and he can, he can give it a go. Maybe he was just having some issues today and just needing another day just to kind of rest and heal. But we've spoken to their depth a bunch and that's... yeah. It's, again, not a bad thing to have Shane Gossespierre I was going to say, are we going to see? I mean, we won't know. We won't yeah. know, but we might see a Shane Gossespierre appearance yeah. for the Flyers tomorrow night. And I think he's... And I keep saying tomorrow, guys, again, we're taping this on Monday. Tomorrow, the uh, Flyers will be hosting the Bruins this Tuesday. Yes, so. Tuesday night against the Bruins. And I think Shane Gossespierre has been itching to play. Like, he has not played a lot. I, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but he's played that one game against the Devils where they lost 5 nothing. He didn't feel right. Um, I think he's really anxious to get out there and not only get out there, but show a little something. Oh, right. Um, so I think if he gets a chance to play, he's going to try to put his mark on that game. And I think that's an exciting thing. I think yeah. Shane's an exciting player. And I, I'm excited to see if he does play, what he can do, what his role will be. Elaine Vigneault told us he said they will not hold the reins on him at all. They're going to let him go out and be himself. So, yeah, we'll see. It's, it's not a bad problem to have. Again, if Phil Myers needs to sit one game, get ready for th- – for Thursday's game against the Lightning, then so be it. You know when you have uh, – oh, this is on a totally unrelated note, but no, you know when you have like a sneeze and it's there, but then you lose it? Mm. How would you rank that feeling? Like it's – I'm very like – That is <laughs> – I'm so sorry, you guys. I just I'm felt this sneeze coming. Our Derek producer, Souders, Ben, is looking at us. Our video producer. Yeah, okay. I'm glad ben you guys Barry, laugh at my jokes, but this is like a serious thing too. That it's is not annoying. a good feeling, no. Because I've you, heard you're supposed to look at the light when you feel one, or it's supposed to like help. Because I don't want to sneeze on sneeze you. Definitely, but... like when you sneeze, it's a feels good, you know. Yeah. Well, right. And so when it goes I away, I know. Like, like you guys, listen. Isn't it the most unsatisfying thing ever? One of the most. Yeah. When I you would lose say, a sneeze. I mean, it really is. I would say only the, uh, the only. I'm other, not wrong. I would say the only other most unsatisfying <laughs> feeling is uh, not getting pucks deep. Ah. When pucks are not deep, man, that's just. 
You had to get that in really there. I, I, I feel like I need to explain to some people too that thank you for listening all this time and maybe you didn't know this, but now you do. Because we we're saying this in the dressing room earlier, just the Flyers PR <laughs> and everything. I'm like, I think I think people need to know Katie Emmer and Jordan Hall too. You love it. Yeah. We love hockey cliches. So yes, anytime... I will tell you, like, maybe we're off camera and, and Taryn's doing an interview with Tyler Pitlick and he says Pucks Deep or Kevin Hayes or something. I'm off camera, you guys, and I am dying. Like, yes. I love, I love it. I I don't know what's wrong with me, okay? Like, I just, nothing, clearly. For, but I love hockey cliches. Katie will, for those listening, Katie will come off the set when I'm in our content room. And I'm like, did you Katie hear Katie will come off the set and she's like, Jordan, Jordan, did you hear it? And I'm like, what, what? She was like, we got a puck steep out of Tyler Pitlick it's or always Chris Terrian or Bill Clement. Oh, and like, she is thoroughly excited to hear And now puck JJ steep. knows too, so he'll like throw yep. it on a post. It just makes my whole, I really. I crack up. I'm always like, because I'm excited for your excitement. <laughs> it's the it's best. Great. It really does make the game for me. So anytime, yes. um, we know we can depend on Kevin Hayes to drop one Always of those. <laughs> so anyway, thanks for giving a puck, Steve, on the podcast yes. today. Can I ask you a question now? Uh, no. This is <laughs> yes. Go for it. Damn you. Um, no, I'm. I'm. How's Charlie? I've Charlie's good. Charlie's Golden good. Retriever's yes, good. Golden Retriever's good. Yes, Golden Retriever's good. You um, asked if you could ask me a question. I asked you one. So. Yes, that's fine. That was an important question that you asked. Come I, on. I, uh, sorry. Let's go. I'm trying to phrase this correctly because I feel like a lot of people have been debating whether this team is good enough to not only make the playoffs. You're but dropping make, this on me. To make a run. Okay. Do you think this I team... I don't like these sort of questions, but I'll, I'll give it my best. I don't like them because like I have this feeling... Where I come from Minnesota, I have that protective sports fans. Same thing I feel like I would share with Flyers fans. I mean, yeah. it's, but fly, the, the drought has been long. I, it's something here I, I will always be protective for, but, and I'll answer this, but it's not going to have much content. Like, That's I will fine. say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say team? right now they're going to win the cup, <laughs> but also I'm not saying they're not. Boo. I'm not saying they're not. You heard that Flyers fans. I also want to know if there's any fans out there that are the same as me. Like I would gladly support everything, everything this team could, if they can make that run, I think any fan would too. I mean, you're happy if they can make a run, but I can't sit here and be like, they're going to win the cup. I, I don't have no, like okay. confidence to be able to say that because I'm just so protective and like, I need to see more. Um, But do I think they have the tools in the tool shed? Yes, they sure do, Jordan. Do I think they have everything it takes um, off the ice as far as chemistry and leadership? I sure do, Jordan. Do I think (laughs) they have the coaching staff? Do I think they have the coaching staff? Yes, they sure do. How many other teams could have this sort of advantage with having all former head coaches? There might be, I don't know, but... The Flyers have all former NHL head coaches on their coaching staff. They have a great leadership, a a great core of people here, including you, Jordan Hall. And And you, Katie Emmer. And I think, yes, I could, not easily, but I could visualize that sort of run, but I can't say it, Jordan. I just can't. I can't say they're going to win it. I know. I feel like I wrote this article. I'm not trying to plug my article. I really am not. No, you are. I am not. You are. But it was just basically five five statistical storylines that kind of lend credence to them, poss- you know, going on a run. And I feel like I was getting a lot of tweets back from people saying like, "Okay, we're playing well, but let's stop it there." Like game by game, like a lot of fans are definitely, I think, sharing your That's sentiment good. of I just, like, "Let's not get ahead of ourselves." Like, I don't come want on. people to think I don't see this team winning yeah. it, but I'm just never gonna be comfortable to be like they're doing it because I feel yeah. like jinxed. Like I just, I feel like. 
I'm really into that whole like I don't want to jinx anything. I want to ask you another question, and this is honestly a fair okay. question. Do you think this would be a successful season if they make the playoffs, but say they lose in the first round? Because I feel like a lot of fans would actually be okay with that. Like, okay, we're competitive in the first round again. Like, let's shoot for next year. Well, I feel like a lot of fans are like, no. Like, we have lost in the first round way too much. We haven't won a series since 2011-12. This team should win a series. I'm not sure how I stand on that, really. I don't uh, think, but where do you stand? I don't think I'm going to give you the answer you want, but I'm asking I, you the tough questions today, Kate. I don't care that you're I sick. I just, I don't think, gosh, you were really putting <laughs> me on the spot. Um, I I. I don't think that we could ever just right now be like, yeah, that's okay if they're going to lose. Like right now, here today, what date is it? Monday, March 9th. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I would feel comfortable saying aloud, I'd be comfortable if they lost in the first round. Like, ew. Who wants to say like, yeah, the, it's, yeah. it's cool if they lose in the first round. But I will worry about that if it does happen. I can't say now, but there certainly have been so many different bright spots in this season, but I would not be happy to see it end that early. Right now, today on Monday, March 9th. Yeah. and I, I think What about you? Um, I can't say I'm happy to see them lose in the first round. No, I think that's really fair, especially given the excitement that they're building right now. Like right now, I think if they were hovering around third place or a wild card berth, and yeah, you know, if they made the playoffs, great playoff hockey back in Philadelphia. Um, they made strides, but right now, like they're yeah, they're right there for first place. So now I'm thinking. If they do get, you know, it'll depend on how they lose. I think their past two playoff uh, appearances, they were really outclassed by the Capitals and Penguins. And those were two of the top teams in the league. Uh, they were, Flyers were a lower seed. So I understood that. So they didn't really feel all that close. This year, um, if they're competitive and it goes to a game seven against a really tough team, then I think I'd be okay with it. Hmm. I think I would. Um, and then it builds the excitement for next year. Uh but yeah, I really don't know how I feel about that. I'm not sure. Um, I predicted that they would uh, make the playoffs and lose in the first round. And then I said it would build anticipation for next year and also pressure for next year uh, for Elaine Vigneault and company. Uh, okay. Yeah, I really don't know how I feel about that. I, I just, I am such a, I appreciate your, I'm not going to say I'm going to yeah, jump on it. but I'm with you too. I don't have a I prediction. Just, I'm also one too that, I just can't think that far ahead. Like I, I can't make decisions like that right. that far ahead. I'm such a in the moment reaction. Like I will react to it when it does happen. And no matter what, we had so many good times this season that I just, I will be happy. But I also hope we can have so many more. Yeah. You know, and I, I hope Flyers fans can be happy with that. But right now, Jordan, I, okay, here we go. I'm gonna say something, Don't and I just said I'm protective. I say that I, I, they will not lose in the first round. I like that. No, I that's, that's what I'm saying right now. Like I, and I, I think it's I think it's pretty bold too. Because I put it out there, I put myself out there. I think it's pretty bold too because they could play the Penguins in the first round, and I think all Flyers fans, as much as they want to admit that that's not a big deal, uh, you know, screw Pittsburgh, all that fun stuff. Uh, no, I think a lot of people would not want to see the Penguins. So if they play the Penguins in the first round, that is not an easy matchup. So I think what you said there is quite hey. bold, um, and I like I like the uh, positivity. You know what? Enough of the head shakes from you guys. I've had enough yeah. of your attitude. Okay, if you want to come on the mic, you can. We have we have our digital producer and our uh, our wonderful podcast producer just giving me a little flack on that. But you know what? We will see. Yes. I just right now, you guys, on this wonderful Monday, I see them making it past the first round. But can again, give, Jordan, it's going to be a tough yes. test in this upcoming week of yeah. hockey. And can I give two reasons why I think no. they could actually make a serious no. run? 
one reason <laughs> you just don't one reason <laughs> yeah i love how i just ignored that one reason carter hart if if they have home ice advantage that guy does not lose at home much he's 22 and 2 at home 22 and 2 he's allowed two or fewer goals in 20 of those 24 games can we just talk about a 944 yeah. i mean that's not bad so given it's one of the top if the they get home ice like what team is going to beat them uh four times uh, or you know, crack him at home. You know, say say it goes to seven games. You also uh, have to put into effect, like, yes, he's going to play great no matter. Well, not no matter what. I can't say that he's played so great throughout this regular right. season, right? But playoffs for a 21 year old that's never been in play. Like, I just, I'm not saying he's going to be horrible, but I'm saying like, there's different factors that sure. it's going to be different. I mean, yeah, you hope it's to see those animal. same numbers for Carter if yes, the the home ice advantage comes yeah. the Flyers in the Flyers' favor, but. Can we keep it down, please? <laughs> they are what also is so funny? Oh, wow. Our okay. Our video producer, Derek Tasting, tasting, the, tasting cup. the cup. Tasting and he's been the tasting cup. the cup all season. So, But they are also 39-5 and five against the Eastern Conference, which I think is kind of nuts. Yeah. Uh, and that tells me that They're making they it past the played first round. really well against the Eastern Conference. <laughs> so... <laughs> You just so said it. Whoever they play, uh, you know, they've, they've done well against the East and... Um, yeah, it tells you, yeah, they can beat anyone in this conference. Doesn't matter who they play. They've shown they can play with those teams. So, yeah, uh, I think. <laughs> you know what time it is? I think Lord I'm Stanley's so coming down Broad Street. All right, but let's relax. Let's start laughing. One game at let's a time, like this team laughing. always says. Okay, okay. Sorry. Whoa. <laughs> Jeez. I think Jordan almost needs to bring a joke I'm here and there. I'm losing my mind. I feel like you always laugh at my stuff no matter what, like in front of a mic or not. Matter. Yeah, yeah. Well, sure. no, but I'm saying like you should bring the jokes because you're actually pretty funny and I don't no, think people really. realize it. No, I think you're funnier. Jordan, you're Okay. Are you ready for the joke of the day? I am ready. Hockey joke of the day, fans. I know you guys are waiting for it. All right, here we go. What is the best way to get a hockey player into a bank? Seriously, enough of your attitude over there. Jordan, not you, Jordan. Not you, Jordan. You're doing great. Why Keep are thinking. you yelling at me, Katie? But over there, down. Keep it down. My jokes are funny. I don't know. Offer free checking. <laughs> Woo! You almost knocked some... Gosh, this is getting out of hand. Second joke that didn't go over my head, and uh, that was because it was really freaking funny. <laughs> Thanks. Really freaking oh, funny, Katie. This was good stuff. Um, 9.7. Again, uh, it's going to be a tough back to funny, but hopefully the smiles will continue for the Flyers. Sure. Nine straight wins. Nine straight wins. I'm not going to – I'm just a, I'm a jinx, big jinx person. So they went I'm not going to say it. We'll see. Hopefully they it continues. Out, Katie. I hope it continues. I hope we can say the next number tomorrow, but we shall see. It's definitely going to be a tough test. But, you guys, please tune in to our pre- and post-game because you already yes. know that we're going to have some Marshawn chirping going on. Yeah. Not pre- well, pre-game for sure, but... It's going to be a lituation, as some would say. I would say that. You took that from me. It will I be a lituation at the WFC in Jordan Hall. <laughs> what do you got cooking, by the way, on, online right now? Uh, Cooking online. Uh, Going to be writing about Oscar Lindblom being at uh, Picture Day. That was really awesome. cool. I'll have so some, cool. some cool quotes from the, a lot of the guys. Um, and we also did a fun story about the guy that subbed in for James Van Reeves. Like, that is absolutely so crazy. So go to NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com, find out who it was. Yeah, too good. Too yeah, good. Give me a high five. Oh, yeah. actually, I'm sick. Yeah, elbows. Oh, we're, we're elbows. I'm not sick. I just have a cold. Give okay. me an elbow, Katie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the <laughs> Flyers Talk podcast. We've been told to wrap it up. We'll see you next time. I'm Katie Emmer. And I'm Jordan Hall. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate us and subscribe us we'll see you next time thanks so much for listening
check one two one two no 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 no, no, no. i like the way you work it <laughs> oh diggity. go check it out that was good that was good you're welcome <laughs> look around you can find cars like these on auto trader like that car riding your tail or if you're tailgating right now all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on auto trader too are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.